0: Hello everybody and welcome back to the Rabbit Weasel podcast. This is episode number 44. Today we are discussing train to Busan. as always, I'm Jared here with my brother Justin. Justin, how are you doing?
1: Pretty well man. yeah. Happy to be here. It was a fun one and always enjoy our time together.
0: Yeah and I'm also here with uh, my sister-in-law, therefore Justin's Justin's wife Mia. Mia, how are you?
2: I'm doing well, Jared. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing fine. Now, Train to Busan, this was actually your pick. It was your turn. So um, what made you choose this movie? Had you seen it before?
2: I had not seen it before. Um, It was just kind of like based on like word of mouth and like reviews a few years ago um, that it was really good. And I just never got around to it. And I was like, what a great opportunity to get to see the movie.
0: Mm-hmm. so uh what was your what did you think about it just general thoughts i guess
2: as we've done the podcast i've grown to really love the zombie genre mm-hmm. and i think this movie was just like amazing i really loved it it was so good it was full of action i was like sitting down i was like oh my gosh <laughs> this is so fun. anxiety and uh then i cried anxious again and then i cried again so it was it was pretty good
0: yeah, it's it's pretty intense. Uh Justin, was this your first time watching it?
1: It was my first time watching it as well. Yeah. I remember when it came out, I remember seeing it advertised some when we were in East Asia, but I like me, I had not had not seen it. So I'm glad that we finally got to see it. We took a train to Busan one time.
2: Oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> I was like, did we take that
1: exactly? Yeah, one? the K T one oh one or whatever the- is
0: Yeah, so let's go ahead and uh, talk about that. I had a note here. You spent some time in South Korea. How long were you there and what were you doing there?
1: Uh, We were there for about nine days and I was giving uh, a couple of lectures in Seoul on the use of artificial intelligence in government and some of the challenges and opportunities that presents. So we were being hosted out there and one of my colleagues who was one of my students at the time, Kyung Cho Kim, hosted us and uh, we spent a few nights in Seoul uh, around the talk and we spent a few nights in Busan and uh, two of the most interesting places in the world, I Beautiful think. Too. Yeah, we had a really good time yeah. Uh, yeah. and we stayed, I'm not gonna remember the name of the district, but we stayed in like a really cool party district in seoul that had lots of like
2: restaurants yeah (laughs) coffee shops i can't remember what area it is uh but we did walk by someone passed out on the side of the road of a restaurant yeah like seven
1: in the morning a lot of
2: partying in that area
1: yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's really beautiful we got to see a lot of the historical
2: yeah we went to go see the castle
1: yeah um, so yeah, we we loved South Korea. We took a train to Busan, and uh,
0: hopefully after COVID things slow down,
2: we can go back. We can go back.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'm in Taiwan right now, so that comes up every few episodes. If anyone doesn't know, but I haven't been to South Korea yet. I would like to go. I know it's one of your you, you've been in a few places in Asia now, and uh you said it's one of your favorite places, so I'd like to visit. Um and, uh, yeah, that's where this movie takes place. I think this was, I want to say this was the uh, biggest grossing film in South Korea, from South Korea. Could be wrong about that. It had a budget of about $8.5 and, and made about a $100 million. <laughs> So, um, yeah, and deservedly so. This is an incredible film. I guess I should also say this was my first time watching it. And I watched it with Joe Bob Briggs in The Last Drive-In. So some of my little tidbits here I might throw out. That's where they're probably, that's where they're coming from. Um, And uh, yeah, this was a film, of course, I'd heard about it uh, from when it came out. It had a big reputation, but, uh, and I'm a huge, the zombie subgenre is, yeah, probably my favorite subgenre. But I'm always kind of hesitant about new zombie films because the scene really got so oversaturated. But uh, this one was supposed to be really good, but I also heard that it was supposed to be really, really sad. You know, everybody would say, oh, it's amazing, but it gets really, really sad. So, you know, when I would sit down to watch a movie, I just didn't feel like being sad. So I'd never gotten around to it. Uh, I was happy when you picked it because it finally gave us a gave me an opportunity to watch it. And, yeah, it, it's it's fantastic. It deserves all the all the praise it gets. Um, it's hard to make a zombie movie that somehow feels a little bit original. Um, and, you know, it sounds like. Zombies on a train. <laughs> uh, you know, there was snakes on a plane. I think there was zombies on a plane. There's probably been a zombies on a train movie. So I'm like, how do you do that? Well, but they did. Yeah, so it actually,
1: yeah. Like being on the train really makes it more intense because mm-hmm. yeah. of the way it's done. You got, yeah, you can't go anywhere. Uh, there's very few doors.
2: Mm hmm
0: it's done really well so uh this film actually has two actors that um that us westerners might recognize let's see here the father character there is played by uh gong yu did you guys recognize him yes from squid game that's right he was the recruiter in squid game who would uh challenge people to the The game were to see if they were willing to get slapped in the face over and over again to get money. Uh, He's a very famous actor over there. And uh, the other one was Don Lee, who I am referring to as he will be known as the muscular man with the pregnant wife. Um, Did you guys recognize him? Yeah. The Eternals. Yeah. At the very beginning. He uh, he played Gilgamesh in the Eternals. And um, yeah, interesting fact about him. He. He's the muscle in this movie, right? But in real life, before he became an actor, he was a mixed martial arts trainer, and he trained, uh, worked with two former UFC champions, I think Mark Coleman and Kevin Randleman. So he's a legitimate tough guy, um, which explains, you know, when he's punch. It's kind of funny to see someone punching zombies, but it looks effective when he does it and there's a reason why because he can really throw a punch so
2: <laughs> yeah i like it when he grabs one and throws it up against the ceiling and it comes <sighs> <of that counter>. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah and you know that's something that really sets this movie apart is um i think a lot of zombie films uh have become kind of like survivalist porn you know which is fine uh you know just run around in the streets with the guns and survive mow everyone down I don't think anybody shoots a gun in this movie. You only see a gun with some soldiers, but I don't think a gun is ever actually fired in the film. And this being South Korea, guns are a lot less common there than in the States. So uh, it's just interesting to see a different kind of approach, you know. So let's see here. Any any thoughts? Anything else to mention before we jump right in? Jump right into it, as I always say. For some reason,
1: I think it's just well done, and it's. I was a little hesitant to see how they could do seriously zombies on a train. And it's like, uh, it's well done. It's creepy. There's some really like intense moments like Mia mentioned. And, uh, compared to some zombie movies too, the characters are like, you get attached to some of the characters. The characters are really well done.
0: Yeah. We'll get to the characters here in a minute. Go through all of them. Cause they all deserve a mention. But, uh, so there's this lab apparently in Asia where a disease leaks out. And, uh, causes a bunch of problems and <laughs> anyways, back to the movie, but um, <laughs> sorry, couldn't resist this film starts with a guy getting stopped on the side of the road. Some people saying there's been a leak from a lab. I can't remember exactly what they say. A minor spill, I think is what they say. Um, so they have to spray down his truck. And we get a really cool opening here. Cause as he's driving away, he runs into a deer, but then, the deer is a zombie deer. It gets back up. And even though it's all its body's all broken, it still gets up and moves around. And we zoom in on its eyes, and its eyes are all white and creepy. It's a, a great opening scene for this movie, I think. That's something I wish we could see more in movies, is like zombie animals done well. There's for some reason, just no one ever really seems to take advantage of it.
2: We, we did get to see one time zombie. That
0: Return that? of the Living Dead
2: <laughs> with the dogs, you know, the uh, like yeah, cart, yeah. Rock, I'll cut trying to or whatever, and you, you see them come back to life.
0: Yeah, the split medical dogs. There's also zombie butterflies in that movie. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah. But <laughs> for some reason, no one ever really uses it that much. There was that. What was the one that came out recently? It had Batista in it. It's like a oh, Zack Snyder yeah. film.
2: I can't remember what it's called, but it had like a tiger, right?
0: Yeah, it was like a tiger zombie. I don't know. I didn't see it. But anyways, more zombie animals. Do it well, please. Um, So that's that's sort of our setup. You know, in traditional zombie form, there's something bad has happened. We don't get much explanation. Um, We just know there was some sort of spill. Um, And then we're sort of going into the night. And we meet our main character, who will be referred to as the father um and his daughter who actually that little girl she deserves a name so we're, we're going to call her by her name suan um all right so you guys tell me what's uh what's their relationship like uh suan and her daddy
2: um it's very distant because he's an absent dad
0: yes and what does he do guess works for a hedge fund right yeah he works something in high finance high uh funds something like that um And he's really successful, really wealthy, but it's ruined his his personal life, basically. He's divorced from his wife, his daughter. He doesn't spend much time with his daughter. And she doesn't even seem to really like him. Um, He... What is it? Oh, it's really heartbreaking, and we have to mention this. He fails to show up to, like, she's been practicing this song. She's supposed to sing at school, but he doesn't show up to watch her. Which causes her to completely flub it, you know? And uh, so she's really sad about that. She's like, my daddy's not here, so I can't sing my song. And it's really embarrassing and sad. Um, He basically forgets it's her birthday until his wife or his mom tells her, tells Mm -hmm. him. So what does he get her? Do you remember what he got her?
2: He got her with the Wii U.
0: yes. Yeah, he got a, I think it's a Wii U, but she already has a Wii U. <laughs> He's like, "Hey, I spent a lot of money on you," and she's like, "Dad, look over there. I already have this. <laughs> if you ever came into my room and talked to me, you would know I have a Wii U."
2: <laughs> and you gave it to me the same year. <laughs> yeah,
0: we so already got me one earlier this year uh, for Children's Day. Um, why don't we? We don't have Children's Day uh, in America. Do you guys know of any? European countries that have a children's day. Oh, no, it's popular over here. We just had it, but um,
2: in like Mexico, there might be a Dia del Nino. I think, I think there is no, but not
0: not over here for children's day over here in Taiwan. Every single child in school got a ball from the government. It's (laughs) kind of nice. (laughs) So everybody got a ball for Children's Day. And I remember, you know, when we were kids, we would say that whenever Father's Day, Mother's Day would come around. We'd be like, why isn't there a Children's Day? Uh, (laughs) And She ate me. Yeah. Little did we know on the other side of the world. Those lucky (laughs) kids. But so she got a Wii U and she already had a Wii U. So dad's completely dropping the ball here. And I think maybe Nintendo... um, threw some money at this movie because you see the Wii U and then there's another part where you very clearly see a DS. I don't know. <laughs> um, okay. But uh, anyway, so their relationship is very bad. And what does, so to make it up to her, what does she really want for her birthday? She
2: wants to go home and see
0: her mom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She wants to go see mommy. Um, and she's like, poor girl. She's like plotting to travel through south korea by herself and she's how old do you think this girl is like like what like
2: seven?
0: Oh, if Eight. that yeah i think mm-hmm. even younger my guess yeah she's a really little kid but um so she finally convinces her dad all right in the morning uh i'll take you to go see your mommy okay so they actually get up before the sun Uh, Rises. It's still dark when they go out, which is important because everybody on the train doesn't know what's going on yet. You know, this is the before the morning after the uh, the leak. Um, All right, so we go to the train station, get on the train, and let's take some time here to go over these characters because I think what really makes this movie, one of the things that really makes this movie work is the characters. Every single character in this film has A storyline and development, and their story comes full circle. You know, everyone, all the main characters, there's something important about them. So, uh, we've already talked about the father and Su An. Did you guys have any other characters you really liked?
1: I like the uh, there's a baseball team, yeah, um, and uh, one baseball player and his girlfriend play uh, a pretty endearing role later on. Um, mm-hmm. and so I like I like the sports team. Um, I also really like the train conductor who kind of gets uh, his moment a little later.
2: Well, I like um, the Dong Lee? Uh yeah. that plays the muscle man and his yeah. they're so cute. Yeah. Um, it's very endearing. Also, um, really like uh, the homeless guy. Cause yeah. I, I When he comes in, well, as we get to it, you know, it's kind of like, it's very suspicious. And, but like, I think he does a really great job too.
0: Yeah. We have the, the homeless guy you're expecting him. It's set up like he's going to be infected, you know, <laughs> because he's basically broke. He looks really rough, of course, and he's mentally falling apart. Um, so you just assume he's going to turn or something, but he doesn't. So. Um, and then you just talked about the muscular man, who, Gilgamesh, Gilgamesh from the Eternals. And he has a very, very pregnant wife. And can I just say, this whole movie, I'm waiting for her to like go into labor. Like they keep teasing you. You have an action movie with a pregnant woman. She's supposed to go into labor at the worst time, right? Uh, they into a zombie. <laughs> and it never happens. This whole movie, you're like, ah, here it comes. No. no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so his wife and. They're part of what's important there is she gives him a lot of shit um, and also he gets, because he won't come up with a name for the kid, so that becomes important later. Uh, who else? Yeah, the baseball players. Well, very quickly, it comes down to one baseball player and his girlfriend. Uh, we have...
1: Businessman go ahead. Guy. I was going to say the businessman I really like, did not like... Him. Uh, yeah, that like represents the... evil. Yeah, like super greedy... Uh, upper class person
0: yeah there's he becomes very important he actually becomes like the main villain really of the movie and we also have the two old women they're just oh, yeah. the two old sisters who are just they're just two old sisters i can't remember why they're on the train i don't know if it ever tells us where they're going yeah. but they're just these two old women who are sisters and kind of bitch at each other the whole film <laughs>
2: bring, one brings a hard-boiled egg the hard-boiled egg return
0: <laughs> yeah that's funny here eat an egg i don't want an egg yeah he's back uh <laughs> so i think that's everybody the train yeah uh, yeah, just to mention the train conductor hey. and he he's very noble he does his job to the best of his ability even when the world is ending <laughs> so he reminds um, me
1: of the ship captain from a titanic movie <laughs> exactly yep
0: he's like i got a job to do um all right. So that's all the characters. What happens? Uh, everyone's getting on the train and then just this one woman runs on. She kind of like sneaks on um, and we can tell she's running from something. Uh, but we don't really get to see what it is at this point. And really, I mean, once the action starts in this movie, it really starts and things don't slow down. You know, we have. So what happens? She turns and she attacks somebody yeah, and well, before anybody that. knows what's going on. There's a zombie outbreak, right? It happens really yeah. fast. You
1: lose that car pretty quickly.
2: Oh yeah, it goes really quickly. It's the um, <laughs> Is it the baseball team cart? I think the baseball team carts the first one, isn't it?
0: That's that whole group is one of the f- only I think one of them survives. Um, so let's talk about these zombies. What do you think about the zombies?
2: No, they're pretty cool. I mean, as they're like turning, they're like their joints start to kind of like break and it's just uh, it's a really interesting way to turn it they turn really quickly some of them are like almost instant- instantaneously mm-hmm. um and it's pretty gruesome but it's pretty cool
1: yeah and they're really fast moving um not as fast as like not quite as fast i don't think as like the ones from the world war z movie but in that same kind of style and they they have this thing with the darkness right where once it goes dark they just I don't know, all of a sudden forget what they're doing and kind of zonk out yeah. and only listen to sounds. I think they can't see. Um, and so yeah, they, uh, they have this weakness of darkness.
0: Yeah. So these are the, the zombies that have become really popular in the last 20 years now, I guess the fast disease zombies, as opposed to really the living dead kind of shambling zombies. Um. Like Justin said, I guess maybe it's something to do with their eyesight, but they're heavily based on vision. So if they can't see people, they just kind of stand there and stagger around. If they see people, then the switch comes on and they go into kill mode. And so when it's dark, uh, it does kind of, it really calms them down. They still use sound, that becomes important, but they're mostly vision based. These zombies, they're kind of like from a video game. You know, that's what I was thinking when I was watching it. There's just, uh, they really do seem like video game zombies. Plus there's just masses of them. I like how they behave almost like a, uh, you know, like a body of water. There's times of this where they become like a, a wave and they're just spilling over each other. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's really cool zombies. I think another tidbit here is. Uh, there is CGI in this film, but it's used very well. and a lot of the zombie movements that is actual acting. That's not all CGI. They to be a zombie in this movie you had to go through like a few months of training with this this uh, dancer lady and learn how to move the way they wanted you to. So that's all choreography, which is really impressive, you know. All right, so let's get into it. We have the outbreak. They've escaped. Uh, it's kind of convenient because they realize they can just close the door and the zombies don't know how to slide the door. Uh, I don't know. I really think with that many zombies, at some point, one of them will slide the door. But uh, either way, <laughs> you can kind of section off the zombies by just sliding the door closed. And all they can do is bang into it. So, um, And then the characters find out what we already know. All the news reports, uh, it's about morning time now, news reports start pouring in uh, we get, we're getting phone calls that basically the whole country is falling apart in the matter of like one night uh, at this point, it's being reported as rioters. You know, <laughs> We get the train conductor. He gets word that the, at one of the stations up ahead, there's military, there's like a rescue station. So if they can get there and get off the train, there's going to be a group of military to protect them. But Uh, the father, he gets word from his high ranking friend. I think he has a friend in the military or in government or something who tells him, all right, when you get there, they're going to force you into quarantine. Okay. But after some pressure from his, uh, from the father, he says, look, instead of going through the main exit, sneak off to the East exit. I'll have some friends. They'll pick you up there. And I think we're seeing, um, it's not super subtle but it's not totally over the top either. The, the Justin, what you already mentioned, the, I don't know, class conflict, I guess you could call it. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort
1: of, yeah. I mean, it's kind of pointing out the way in which, uh, class like literally plays out in transportation, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, even in like where people are located and, um, Yeah. And then it also like kind of points to big companies or kind of greed or something as part of what's going on behind the outbreak too.
0: Yeah. We find out the father's company is somehow involved. I don't, it doesn't really explain how, but something his company did. um, They were involved with this. And of course we'll see the, the businessman, the rich guy who's very selfish becomes a problem later And the father, he has, because of his status, he has access to special information that others don't have, and he does not share, (laughs) right? Um, So, and even his daughter calls him out on it, (laughs) which is kind of funny. She's like, uh, you know, you, well, he also tells her, like, flat out, don't help people, you know, when she gets up to let the old woman sit down. He's like, you don't have to do this, you know, you need to be selfish right now. And uh, she sort of stays pure uh, against her father's bad attitude. Um, but after she calls him out, he starts to come around. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're definitely seeing here some criticism of the upper class.
1: <laughs> um, fits for 2016
0: and 2022. Yeah. So what happens next? Uh, oh, so we get off the train pretty early in the movie. I guess we're, what, maybe a third in at this point. Um, we get to the station, we get off the train, go find the military and everything will be okay. Um, but what happens when they get to the station?
1: <laughs> well, there's just zombies everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Military's been taken over
1: by zombies. Yep. Like, oh, And this is one of the kind of like early wave effects. They're just like floating the streets basically. Yeah. Yeah
0: they get it's kind of cool because they're actually coming down the escalator and they see at the bottom of the escalator the zombies are coming so they have to like run up the down escalator to escape all the militaries um turned and so they've got to get back to the train screw this get back to the train (laughs) um yeah there's that one cool scene where the zombies like literally just throw themselves against the window on the upper station platform and they just come flooding out and <laughs> rain it rains zombies.
1: Yeah. Uh
0: and everybody gets kind of separated, especially because, like we said, the father took his daughter to go where he thought he was going to get a special treatment. And the homeless guy followed him. Uh there's there's some really great action here um, and re- really tense stuff. But what it comes down to is they eventually do get back to the train. And, um, oh, and we see that the father's starting to have his character arc, right? Because earlier on, he had almost killed the muscle man because he had closed the door on him, but the guy still got through. And here he actually helps him get onto the train. So maybe his daughter's speech got to him. <laughs> yeah. um, so what do we have now? We have in one car, we have the two fathers. And the baseball player, they're the ones that are all together at this point. And then we have, they get a phone call. A large portion of the group got on a different car. And then we have all the ladies are trapped in a bathroom (laughs) surrounded by zombies. Uh, Who is it? The the pregnant wife, one of the older sisters and Suan, right? Mm -hmm. So what did they have to do? They're like, okay, we're four carts down. The carts are packed with zombies. We're gonna to have to fight our way through.
1: <laughs> yeah, which they do pretty in pretty badass fashion, and they also uh, time it around some uh, some tunnels, which
0: helps. Yeah, it's another great action scene. They they sort of like they tape up their arms, which is smart. If mm. it were me, I probably would have taped up more of my body, not just the forearms, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, your, neck,
1: your, your hands, your legs,
0: everything. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, they just go in and fight. They're like, okay, you're in the back with the shield. I'll be up front because I'm big and strong and I can punch zombies. And you get your baseball bat. Let's go yeah. to town. <laughs> uh, so, literally. You some baseball bats to kick the shit out of some zombies. It's kind of fun. Yeah, I think it's the only real weapon you get in the movie. There's a couple times where they grab something and sling it. But uh, it's just fists and baseball bats.
1: <laughs> and, uh, yeah. They pull it off though. They get there, um, and they're they're making progress towards the front of the train, away from the
0: zombies. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a lot of fun. It's the one. It kind of takes me out of the movie a little bit because I'm like, oh, come on, you guys can't fight through the horde of zombies yeah. with just your fists. But it's still really cool. I mean, he is just running forward and punching zombies in the face, breaking necks, picking them up and throwing them uh yeah it's awesome and any that he missed the guy behind him's got a baseball bat and then the other daddy's got a shield and shoving him away so yeah they get they get from one cart to the next and like you said they they realize that when they go through a tunnel it gets dark and the zombies kind of shut down a little bit so they use that to their advantage they do some really creative things like they they'll pick up um oh there's the thing with the phone do you remember that
1: Mm, the cell phone yeah he takes the uh don lee's phone and the muscular guy and slides it to the back and calls it so that it distracts all the zombies and then they run run to the front yeah.
0: which is really smart but also kind of yeah. shitty because i think the cell phone's very important at this time you yeah. know yeah. Yeah. but
1: it, it works
0: <laughs> yeah no he doesn't give them a choice but it's smart you know so um it's always good to see intelligent decisions in horror movies when so often screenwriters are lazy and just have them be stupid um but yeah so they finally get to the women they reunite with them they go to join the main group but we have our first big conflict here you guys how what before they can get to the main group what does the main group do
2: before they get to the main group oh so he calls his girlfriend and says hey we're coming up to the carts and because she's at the very front hmm. um, with the main group, and she gets excited and says, "Hey, my boyfriend is going to come up here with his friends," and they're suddenly like, "Are they infected? Hmm. Are they zombies? How can we trust them?" And they kind of like go hostile.
1: This also like um, is really reminiscent of the Twilight Zone episode where they're having to lock out their neighbors. From a potential nuclear fallout and it's the same kind of like tension Uh, It was like eerily reminiscent of them going into their bunker room and locking others out and then it being like a a false kind of thing and they learn that they're all not really very neighborly um that's what this reminds me of
0: i think you're talking about the monsters are due on maple street where all the electronics stop working and they turn on each other very quick yeah Mm-hmm, definitely. And this, of course, you know, ever since George Romero came along with night of the living dead, if you have a zombie movie, you have to have people who can't cooperate to fix the problem, yeah. <laughs> fix the problem. Right. Um, so yeah, they're like, we are not, first of all, they basically, uh, restrain the girl, um, and they tie all the doors shut. They're like, we're not even going to let the people in. You could let them in and check them. um, But no, it's like, we're just going to leave them to the zombies. (laughs) Um, So when the group comes to go to the car, get in the last car, they can't open the door. And the zombies break through the car behind them. So what happens here? We have two deaths. Um, The strong man, he's holding the door closed while they can try and break through to the next door. And he gets bitten in the process. So he has to sacrifice himself to kind of hold the zombies back and his sort of character arc comes full circle here where he tells his wife what he wants to name the baby before he dies. And they go, so sad. Um, And also one of the old sisters dies here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not quite sure. I think she just realized she was going to slow everyone down. Um, So she just gave up to give everyone a chance to come through yeah. So yeah, heartbreaking stuff. And you'd think where they join the rest of the group, the father just goes and he punches the businessman. He's like, what the hell's even though he had done the same thing earlier, remember? Um, but uh yeah, so he he punches the guy, and then the guy's like, ah, oh, they're all gonna be infected. And he's really riles up the group to turn them against the second group. And there's no backing down, they just completely say, You guys have got to go out of this room you cannot stay with us and funnily enough though there as we
1: as uh, we uh, i think maybe grace pointed out they're letting them be further from the zombies though they're like you're not gonna be with us but go be in a safer place
0: yeah yeah it is kind of funny you can't join the group but go further down the train i
2: would have Uh, in this car we'll stay in this car Mm -hmm.
0: But they've completely given in to fear, right? So the whole point is that once you give in to fear, you're not making logical decisions. You're just reacting emotionally. Um, and they're all united except for the baseball player's girlfriend, who's like, I'm coming with you guys. I don't want to be a part of this. These people have completely lost it. Uh, and so they move down. They start to go to the front of the train. But do you guys remember the next big emotional twist?
2: Yeah, so they basically use a whole bunch of ties to enclose them in the front cart. And then while they're trying to do that, because they think they're so smart, one of the sisters, you know, she's like, this is shit watching people (laughs) act like this. So she goes and. Says goodbye to her sister and says, you know, why do you have to sacrifice yourself? And then she opens the door so that all the jerks get their comeuppance. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, uh, another Just one great powerful moment after another here. You know, she's just watched her sister die. Uh, and then she's watching all the survivors turn into complete animals. And she's like, you know what? Yeah, you all deserve to die. <laughs> so she opens the door to let the zombies in, killing herself, too. And, of course, the the like you just said, they can't get to the front of the train because they just tied themselves in. <laughs> um, so they all get slaughtered. Well, we think they all get slaughtered, but two people survive. Of course, the main asshole, he survives, of course. Of course. And then there was another, another passenger who we don't know too well. They, they sneak into the bathroom and hide out um so what happens next um so they arrive at the train station they arrive at a train station and they can't go any further uh because there's a train crash and it's blocking the the way so we've got to get out we've got to go to go find another train right but they're zombies so it's really dangerous
1: uh, uh what I, the um the conductor. the conductor is starting to show his uh, his character arc of like all right Good luck and meet me there.
0: Um, yeah. He's like, I'm going to go to get on, get us on another train. You come meet me there. Everybody be careful. And he goes off and he finds another train and everybody has to find a way to get to him. But because of all the trains, um, all the crashes and all the trains, they can't just walk across there's trains in the way. So they have to like fight their way through trains. <laughs> um, so we have, everybody kind of gets split up again. We have the baseball player and his girlfriend. They get into one train and so they start trying to bust their way through the door to get out. They go
2: in and in panic, they're trying to get across to the other side. The baseball player is trying to break through the glass because the door's not working. So he's trying to break the window on the door. And the girlfriend, unfortunately, is not paying attention. And out of the previous train, the conductor comes out because he sacrifices. I think it's like the ticketing guy. That was with him in the bathroom and he's being not the
0: conductor the business guy right oh yeah let's back up to that scene yeah, yeah. uh Mia real quick before I let you take that one how does he how does the uh, uh the businessman get out of the bathroom
2: yeah so uh. the after the zombies come into the um one room where everybody was had just basically isolated the other other people out of um, the ticketing guy and the businessman are hiding in the bathroom. And, you know, you should never trust the businessman. Just <laughs> <laughs> saying. And so the guy businessman peeks out and he sees that of course the, you know, the coast is not clear. They shouldn't go out because they're like zombie things right in front of it. But he turns around and tells the ticketing guy, oh, yeah, it's safe. Go ahead. You go first. I and like, never I trust the never person who says first. you go
0: first. Exactly.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> never trust that person. And he, you know, stupidly goes first and he gets pushed onto the zombie. And then the businessman leaps out of the train to try to get to the other train. And then yeah. from there, that's when he... Finds the couple trying to get to through the other additional train on the other side, Um, and he uses the girl unfortunately as bait. He jumps in, grabs her, uses her as bait. She gets bit on her leg, and then her boyfriend tries to save her. He um, unfortunately, the businessman makes it through
0: the window
2: again. Again, Again, I know. uh... And the boyfriend um, is now enclosed in the train with his girlfriend that he apologizes to. And because he wasn't able to help her and she's turning and it's really sad. He's just holding her and apologizing and crying. And then she bites him.
0: Yeah. And that guy gets it just as bad as anybody, the baseball player, because he's seen his entire uh, class, yeah. his entire team get slaughtered. That was the first thing that happened. Yeah. Uh, and now his girlfriend gets killed. So instead of fighting, he's just like, I'm just going to stay here with you. And I know you're going to kill me. Um, Yeah. So it's, again, another powerful moment. Um, But the businessman, the thing that that pissed me off here is up until this point, the businessman has been acting out of fear, but he's been doing things that, morals aside, they make sense. Okay. Don't let the survivors in. They could be infected. Don't let them stay. They could turn. Um, Even sacrificing the other guy. Yeah, that's wrong. But you can see like, okay, if I... If I use him, then I can get, get sneak past. Here he just runs in and just ama- automatically grabs the girl and throws her to the zombies. You could have helped. <laughs> yeah. Start punching the window, too. <laughs> He's like, you can't punch the window. I'll punch the window. You go to the zombies. Yeah, he
2: um, could have jumped in and closed the door behind him.
0: Yeah. No, his first thought is, I need to kill someone else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whoa. Okay. So he gets ahead. Um, you're really yeah you're you're really hating this guy right (laughs) um everybody i remember when i first saw the cut and you see him in the bathroom like really he's the one that gets to survive (laughs) um but yeah so he gets through where do we go to next
1: um oh yeah they're like call uh, the rest of the group is called like in between those two trains uh because oh because the train that's like so they're like trying to escape and then the train that's freaking on fire comes and like crashes into <laughs> the rest of them and then they're like kind of stuck under one train with another train kind of leaned up against it um and this is where the homeless man makes his character arc and like he's with the father and the pregnant woman and Suhan, and there have been like like stuff going on and they their zombies are coming and they're trying to get out yeah the
2: glass because the train is tilted and so the tilting is causing the the zombies can see them and they're on the glass and the glass is breaking and they need to get out of that entrapment that they have
0: yeah there's yeah that train scene is great or the flaming train flies in and yeah so they're trapped like you said between two trains one of the trains is about to fall on them it's also on fire And zombies are coming out of it. So the father finds a way out, but when he he climbs through the hole and then something collapses, so he has to, like, try and dig the hole out. But go ahead and tell us what does the uh, homeless man do, Justin?
1: He kind of has his Don Lee moment, uh, his Gilgamesh moment. He's like, I got this, and just kind
0: of runs at him
1: (laughs) and tries to push him back. And he turns back, and he's like, I
0: got you. (laughs) (laughs) It was kind of like, uh, made me think of Gandalf for a moment there. Fly, you fools. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to save your lives here, okay? Yeah. I keep waiting for someone in the movie to do that. Just be like, run, you idiots. Don't you see what I'm doing?
2: (laughs) I'm sacrificing myself here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, at this point, we're down to, we've got the father, Suan, the pregnant woman. And they make it onto the train with the conductor. But let's back up a little bit. Before, um, before they get to the train, the businessman makes it to the train. You guys remember kind of what happens with him when he's trying to get to the conductor?
2: Yeah, so he's running after the train, and the conductor, being a good person as he is, sees that. He's being attacked by zombies and he goes and tries to help them, but then, you know, starts getting attacked and the guy kind of uses him as a sacrifice. So we lose the conductor. Wow. <laughs> Another one kicks the bucket.
1: Yep. But also the businessman gets bit as part of this. He gets yeah. on to the train uh, and he gets bit. Um, but unbeknownst to the other characters, he has, he's in, he's in the cabin.
0: I
2: don't think he, you don't, you can't tell right though though when if he gets bitten or not i didn't see i hadn't uh, seen
0: i think very quickly you do see him get bit i'm not yeah. sure but you he definitely like falls down and gets attacked so um yeah he the conductor comes to save him and then he completely abandons the conductor again just just killing people at this point um but everybody gets reunited on the train all right so we know the conduct, the businessman is on the train yeah, uh, and he's in the conductor's booth, I guess. But before we can even get to him, we-, we have maybe the coolest scene in the whole movie. And I have no idea how they pulled this scene off. Honestly, of course, there was CGI used, uh, but it's, it's done incredibly well. Um, and I'm taking this one because it's a good All scene. Right, uh, sure. <laughs> so, so again, on the train, only survivors, pregnant wife father his daughter okay we're on the train but the zombies are running (laughs) and one of them grabs a hold of the like back bottom of the train as the train is going away holding on the train's pulling them along and because the zombies act like almost one organism they all like run and grab onto each other they're like ants you know (laughs) and so you have the train pulling this gigantic mass of zombies being dragged on the ground (laughs) and it looks amazing um yeah somehow though he manages to he just goes down there and he starts st- stopping zombies until the mask comes loose yeah but man that was an awesome scene um i don't know how they pulled that off because it looks it looks like it's just a bunch of people holding on to each other being dragged by a train um yeah so maybe the coolest moment of, of the movie to me
1: yeah It's and it's well done too when they're like running to get on the train and they're like the hordes of zombies are just like right on their tails, and then the one jumps and grabs it, and then another and they just pile on. Yeah. I agree. It's a pretty cool scene. It is it's cool too when he likes beating on their hands, finally gets them to like let go, and then they all (laughs) like tumble off together because of how it's kind of
0: designed. Yeah, one mass, you know. Yeah. Um that's great. So you know, again, watching the Joe Bob episode, he talked about how uh, this would be the end of the movie. You know, if it was a Western movie, like, okay, we've got our three survivors, they're on a train, there's a sense of hope, yeah. um, you know, and they get away. But no, who do we still have to deal with? Okay. <laughs> zombie businessman. Yeah. We're now about he is to be really zombie businessman. Yeah, he's interesting because he's the first time. He like turns, but he still remains his, he still keeps his consciousness for about a minute. It's the only time in the movie where we see someone who has turned, but still has, still keeps their mind for a little while. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking maybe, maybe he had some inside information. Maybe he has like a vaccine or something, or was somehow prepared for the situation. So he would turn and still keep his mind. Um, but no after they talked to him for a minute he does turn and it's a big fight <laughs> oh. yeah there's a yeah. big fight
1: and Father, like, wraps him
0: up and
1: holds him by the mouth unfortunately yeah yeah he <laughs> so uh, the... place to grab. he's trying to protect suan and the pregnant woman though uh but pretty much guarantees him getting bit
0: yeah he uh They fight. He eventually like throws them off the train, but manages to stay on himself. Um, He wraps himself up in a chain. Yeah. Um, He wraps himself in the train so he can basically like throw both of them off, but he'll stay on. Right. So the businessman is gone. Finally dead. Um, (laughs) But of course, the father is bitten. (laughs) And uh, we know in this movie, once you get bitten, you're going to turn pretty quickly. Right. Um, so here comes, geez, from here, the movie just gets even sadder. <laughs> There's been so much like gut punches and now it's just going to be one after another until the movie's over. So get ready, everybody.
2: So he knows he's going to turn. So of course he's been bit. So he puts his little daughter, um, Sue and, uh, the pregnant woman in the conductor area and sits them down. And um, basically sits his little girl down and says, you're going to have to, you're going to be with her, uh, with the pregnant lady. Don't leave her side. You're going to have to be together. And the little girl's like, you know, she doesn't want him to leave. And she starts to cry. And she tells him that the only reason that she didn't sing was because he wasn't there. He he wasn't there for her Mm recital the song was for him. Mm -hmm. And so you know she doesn't want him to leave she wants him to stay and they have their like really touching moment but you unfortunately know it's bittersweet because he's going to turn and he needs to leave her and she he basically closes the door behind him and it's very gut-wrenching and visceral because you can hear her screaming and yelling while he's turning and he just it it was so sad I was crying
0: yeah yeah I mean I think everybody's crying at that point in the movie you know um he yeah and that little girl someone should give her an award because her acting is just phenomenal um you really feel like she's just breaking down um and i think we don't even know if her mom is still alive i don't think it's ever clearly answered is it Mm -mm.
2: no she just she never answers her phone and then her phone just is get like disconnected or something like
0: that we find out that grandma You know, we can tell she's dying based on the phone call, but we never find out if mom's alive or not. Um, Yeah. So he realizes like, okay, in a few seconds, I'm going to be a monster. So I've got to go. And just to really hammer it in uh, as he's like turning, he has visions of his daughter when she was born and he like smiles (laughs) Uh, and he's like happy as he's turning into a zombie and just falls off the train.
1: Right the shadows scene for that was really cool too yeah it was a nice nice picture
0: it was a nice touch you know you didn't because of his redemption uh, um he doesn't we don't have to see him we don't see any gore or any mm-hmm. violence you know he's just kind of a we just see his shadow move and we know what happens um, okay so that could be the end of the movie but no we've still got some more <laughs> um Coming more punches yep Yeah, so we've just got a pregnant woman and a little kid. They get to Busan. So we know at this point that Busan is supposedly locked down, and they've kept the zombies out. And if you can get there, you'll be safe. But they get to a barricade, and they can't go any further on the train. So they have to walk through this long tunnel. And as they're walking through, um, you see there are soldiers hidden on the other end, staked out to shoot shoot zombies. Now they see the two women, the two girls coming, and so they message uh, a superior, and the superior says, "Are they infected or not?" He says, "We can't tell." So the superior just says, "Just kill them," um, you know. Don't don't wait to be sure. Just go ahead and kill them. Uh, but then they hear,
1: yeah. <laughs> Yes.
0: yes." Uh, w- the little girl is singing the song that she learned for her daddy while <laughs> she's, she's crying for him. Uh, yeah saved her life oh my gosh and the soldiers hear her singing and they know okay well zombies don't sing these people are not infected and that's how the movie ends they don't even get rescued. We just they just don't get shots. <laughs> and that's how the movie ends. Uh, and I was really were you guys worried at this point? I was worried.
2: Yeah. I was like, God, oh, this is not going to have a happy ending at all. Yeah. No, they're, yeah. It's, I thought it was going to be very like, uh, what is it?
0: The mist. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> Everybody dies. Um. Uh, yeah, or maybe they'd kill one, and it, there would just be one survivor or something. Um. Yeah, because after what we've just seen the last like hour of this movie, you're like, oh god, they're just gonna kill them right here at the end, aren't they? Yep. But no, they don't kill them there. Um. And also, I was having flashbacks to uh the original Night of the Living Dead, which we're going to cover at some point. Um. Spoilers if you haven't seen that sixty-year-old movie, seventy-year-old movie, however. 40 60 year old movie yeah at the end we have one survivor he just gets shot and then the movie ends uh by people who are going around killing zombies so i was like oh no <laughs> please don't let this movie in like that but it didn't um and that's it that's the story uh that's the movie the end It's good
2: yeah, i actually thought that they were going to shoot the pregnant lady and then they'd hear the little girl scream. And that would be like, she would yeah. be the only survivor, but I'm so glad they didn't shoot yeah. the pregnant lady.
1: And that would be like yeah. the, would be like cut to darkness and just her
2: yeah.
0: screaming. Uh, yeah. A little too dark. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, that's the movie. There was, um, there was the director made an animated cause he was an animator first before it was a director. He made an animated prequel. Um which I haven't seen yet, but I want to. Apparently, it gives you some more uh, background information about how what happens with the virus or the disease or whatever it is. Um, and there was actually a sequel called Peninsula came out fairly recently, maybe two so years like ago.
1: 2020 or 2021. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. I haven't seen it either. I haven't heard many good things about it. Um, the word is kind of that you know, the first movie was such a success as often happens that, uh, there's like, just make a sequel, make a sequel, you know, and they don't really have time to come up with a good idea. Um, but yeah, this, this movie is fantastic. Uh, anything else to say?
1: Yeah, it's worth the hype. It's, uh, it's good. You don't even have to be a zombie film lover, I think to really enjoy it. And, see some fun commentary and some some well-developed characters so Mm -hmm. it's it's one that you could probably recommend to a little bit broader audience than some of the movies we watch so go see it yeah
0: yeah and it's not too over the top with the gore it's not very gory i mean it's bloody and there's some bites and stuff like that but it's not like you know intestines getting ripped out or that kind of stuff uh i think this is a fantastic movie it really did live up to um what i had heard it's great to see as even though now it's almost an old movie now uh six years uh it's always great to see zombies done well um yeah because the genre just became so saturated uh and really if someone says i love zombie movies but if it if i hear about a zombie movie and it's come out in the last 15 20 years I'm usually not interested, but this one was great. So uh, next we have, that was Mia's pick. Next pick is, I think mine? Yeah. Yeah, and we are going, so we did a modern film here. um, And now we're going back to the late 70s. I think 77, maybe 79, 77 sounds right. Phantasm. You guys ever seen Phantasm? No. Angus Grimm as the tall man, Don Coscarelli. Um, I, this is a movie I've seen um, a few times, and I, I'm working my way through the sequels uh, right now. So I'm, by the time we cover that one, I should have seen the whole series, which I'm excited about. So, all right, Dream okay. to on. <laughs> yeah, man, it was a good one. Good pick, man.
2: Thank you.
0: Um, all right yeah that was a great fantastic movie support a a film that deserves to be supported and i guess we'll we'll sign out um thanks guys see you next time bye everybody
2: bye everybody uh see you bud